Which age which reality? Which age do you live in? Which age do you preach from? If you believe there is but one age and one race of men, you have a problem. An age is defined by the people who inhabit it. Scriptural reality is bifurcated. There is not one diverse group of persons in the Bible, there are the saved and unsaved. Scriptural reality is the world of the Spirit. It is contrasted with the world of the flesh. Scripture teaches two realities and two races, not one. The world of the flesh accepts one reality. Everything in the world of the flesh is related. God is discounted because He and His truths do not fit in with the reality embraced by flesh. Evolution and the denial of evil means all actions and all living things are related. Even when there is diversity, the primary concern of the fallen world is that there be equality between all persons. The world hates division. Good is considered part of the same order of thing as those things that are bad. What is considered bad or sinful is the opinion of a small group of persons, not something that is significant. Those who are thought bad by small numbers of people ought not to be discriminated against. The people who think they are good merely think they are better than other people. The two different views of what truth is are not compatible and the two positions cannot be reconciled. The church is the heir to one reality and the unsaved are heirs to the other. The church cannot negotiate a compromise with those of the flesh. As believers we understand there is an unreconcilable difference between the saved and unsaved. If the world is of one part and one part only, where does the supernatural come in? Where does a world in which there is no sin find a place for Christians? If there is only one reality, Christian beliefs are no more significant than the belief of a Muslim or Mormon. Secularists' views must be made equal with the testament of God in a world where all opinions have equal weight. The world tells us there are many ways to God. But the world does not believe there is a God. Secularists malign us because Christians are unable to prove the existence of God, at least to the satisfaction of those who reject His existence. Other religions berate us because we do not think the Christian path is one of many, all equally valid. In the view of non-Christians, we are all on the same journey. It is up to each of us to find the way. Others are to be helped and supported in their journey, not antagonized or made to feel as if they are doing life wrong. This acceptance of all peoples and all ideas is what liberalism is all about. But liberals cannot accept the testament of Christ. Christians believe in God and the saving grace of Christ. This faith is not compatible with the claims of rule-based religions. Christians have a lot of reasons as to why Christ is vital to salvation, other religions have their own theology. The question is, not if Christians are different from the world. The question is, if Christians are so different from the world, we no longer compose part of their reality? Christians cannot be different from the world when we live in the way the fallen live. The world of the flesh is a world that is diverse and inclusive and non-judgmental. The world wants to accept us if we would accept them on their terms. In the eyes of the world, all groups and philosophies have a small portion of the truth. The symbology of seven blind men each feeling part of an elephant 
expresses the idea that we all see the unknown truth differently. Each of us have an understanding of one part of the truth, but none of us know the entire truth. So, the world cautions us to be respectful of how each person sees the world. The world claims no one knows the whole truth, but together our views approximate the truth. But is truth or reality an amalgamation of all possible opinions? This accommodation to the views of others may be fine for the world. Christians see this lack of discernment as alien to our faith. A thousand chemistry students may look for a way to create a particular chemical reaction, but only one process will culminate in the molecule desired being formed. All the other experiments were in the context of the experiment unproductive. All lies are equal, but no lie or falsehood is equal with the truth. Statements do not approximate the truth. A proposition is true or false. Lies change, but truth cannot. Truth is always and everywhere the same. God exists and Jesus saves. These are truth that cannot be adulterated or dismissed or approximated. But if we are to live in the truth, we cannot live in the lies of this world. The lies are many, but the truths are few. The church has a right to the truth. Christians have a natural right to what we create. No one can defend a claim made to what a Christian created. The rights of a saint to his or her creation are inviolable and inalienable within the church. Natural rights are absolute rights, they are incompatible with legal rights and a relativistic worldview founded on contingent truths. The notion of fitting in and compromising with the world is alien to the church. Chamberlain is one of the most reviled historic figures for good reason. Peace in our time is not a message the church wants to hear. Yet, it is fair to ask why this uncompromising attitude? Why must truth and church never diverge? More importantly, why can the church and state never reconcile? Why is the position of the church so dogmatic that Christians are not permitted to negotiate with the people of the flesh? For a saint faith is everything. If we do not have faith, we have nothing. It is not humanly possible to have faith in evil. Evil precludes faith and what is evil is evil specifically because it and faith are not compatible. What is evil is evil because it has made faith impossible. To believe in God is to abjure all that is evil because faith in God destroys the capacity to have faith or tolerance for that which is evil. The church must have zero tolerance for negotiated settlements with evil and with any arrangement or settlement that sees evil and good occupying the same institutions. The church abjures all that is evil and does not compromise faith to preach a different gospel simply to exist. The A Priorian League is an association of radicals promoting faith. The only true radical is a believer in Christ. One is not a radical if one lives in the flesh. Radicalism is a Christian denomination defined by its extreme fundamentalism. We follow faithfully the teachings of Christ. There is not one world, but two. There is not one race, but two. There is not one way to live with an infinity of modifications, but two. There is the world of the faithful and the world of the flesh. To be faithful is to be radical. 
To be of the flesh is to compromise faith and to lose one's radical edge. Faith is radical, it is not permissive nor understanding. Faith does not compromise or negotiate. Faith is not determined by ballot or the popular vote. The flesh is not radical. The world is not radical. Doubters and dissenters are not radical. There are only two paths one is radical the other discovered by diplomacy. We can have peace but at the cost of faith. We do not have faith in what we can negotiate away. Radicals do not negotiate, radicals do not compromise. We believe. Radical Christian is a redundant expression, one is radical or not Christian. The positions are synonyms not alternatives.